0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا من يرتد منكم عن دينه فسوف يأتي الله من يحبهم ويحبونه يحبهم ويحبونه أذلة على المؤمنين أعزة على الكافرين يجاهدون في سبيل الله ولا يخافون لوم لَائِمٍ ذلك فضل الله يؤتيه من يشاء والله واسع عليم Sadaqallahu
1: Most respected Ramaykiram, brothers and (coughs) elders. The purpose of our gathering, time and again, week in, week out, and like this, all other Dini gatherings that take place. The discussions will often be a repetition of things that have been already heard, already spoken of. The things discussed would be often known to us very well. The things that might be discussed would be some things that we would might have even more detail at hand. But the purpose of these gatherings is that this muzakara that takes place, this reminder, this repetition. This is something that we keep requiring for the nourishing of our iman. A person eats something today, he ate something for breakfast, he perhaps had the same thing for breakfast yesterday, and sometimes certain things are so standard for people's breakfast that for the whole year they have the same thing. But a person doesn't see it in this way ever that. Every day I'm eating the same thing for breakfast, so now nice it's enough, I can stop eating breakfast. For the whole year I ate the same thing, so now one year if I don't have breakfast, it won't matter. For the whole year I'm eating, if somebody comes home and they say that I'm feeling hungry, they say, but you ate yesterday, so you ate yesterday, now you eat today again. Well, yesterday what we ate, that's over yesterday. And today there is a new need, so likewise there is a need within our hearts, there is a need for the nourishment of our Deen, for our Iman, that we keep taking this advice for ourselves, we keep speaking it, listening to it. So that is the mindset with which we have to be participating in the gatherings of Deen, that this is my need. If the intention is something else, then accordingly we might get something else, but the intention that this is my need and according to a person's intention, Allah Ta'ala blesses him. Innamal Amaru bin the very well-known hadith sharif, that actions are according to their intention. So one is that the and the reward will be according to the intention. If the intention was sincere, a person will be rewarded. That insincere he might be, let alone rewarded, he could be taken to task for it, could be punished for it. But together with that, this is also part of the meaning of it, that what a person intends, how much he intends, accordingly Allah Ta'ala will bless him. So his intention is that this is my need. Now when a person is being nourished, when it's eaten something, there is no way that he can identify that where did the food go, what it nourished now. The reality is it nourished everything. Whatever nourishment was derived and that was then finally transformed into blood and that blood carried the oxygen and whichever part of the body that it travelled through and everywhere this nourishment moved. So there is no way that a person can isolate it, well this, I don't think benefited, and that benefited, everything benefited, provided that it got digested, it was digested then everything would benefit and if a person didn't allow it to digest, took it out, then obviously he wouldn't get nourished, likewise for example a person is on a drip, now when he's on a drip. If a person every second or every minute keeps sitting there and asking, but now what happened? He's on this drip now, so what happened? Where's the benefit of it? But a person who's dehydrated, just give him two hours on that drip, and then he stands up and walks like nothing happened. But every second, every minute, you don't see anything happening. But in time, suddenly everything happened. But it required that consistency on that drip. He took that drip for one minute, they took it off, went away, came after one hour, and then put it on for another five minutes, and then took it off and went somewhere else and did something else and It might take maybe months before he gets hydrated again. so the consistency will keep that nourishment, and with that nourishment, everything carries on, but at that time, when everything is carrying on, it seems like well there isn't any issue, there's no if I don't have this nourishment also, I'll carry on. When a person's stomach is full, he's fine. he's eaten his, whatever his need is, he feels that, what's the problem, I can just carry on now. But six hours later, seven hours later, when the pangs of hunger will start biting, then he'll realize, no, I can't carry on. I need to stop now. I need to eat something. So spiritually also, when everything is carrying on, a person's maamulata in place, he is performing his salah with jama'ah, he is staying away from the wrong environments, he is avoiding company that is not conducive. So, the father of Allah Allah makes it possible that everything carries on smoothly, comfortably. But then that's when shaitan starts bringing complacency in a person. It is carrying on fine. So if once in a while now I skip some Salah with Jamaah, no big deal now, I'm a little bit tired now, it's fine. Oh, if I just now go for this little time out with some friends, once in a while what difference is going to make now? So that once in a while suddenly now sparks off the negative spiral. And only when a person has now gone deep down he realizes Something is seriously wrong, but it didn't happen in one day. It started off somewhere long ago. So in any case, this is the aspect to always keep reminding ourselves that these gatherings of deen, wherever they are, this is our need. We have to have this very deep intention and this presence of mind about it also. This is my need and to... Be speaking to be listening with that same fervor that I should be granted this need with the Fazal of Allah ta'ala. Nevertheless, this Ayat of the Quran Sharif that we recited, Allah wa Taala says, "Ya Kum According to some Mufassireen, this was a prophecy of the Quran Sharif. And the Muslims are being addressed regarding something that is still to happen. And it happened it happened upon the passing on of Rasulullah from this dunya. Already prior to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam leaving this dunya, this ayat of the Quran Sharif was already revealed and was giving some direction and guidance regarding something to still happen. and this was the time when nabi sallam left the dunya and all these distant tribes who had come to madina munawwara after makkah had been conquered so after the conquest of makkah many many people realized that now we stand no chance if the Quraysh has been defeated now our number is up so they decided many of them came, nearly many of them had come into Islam just outwardly. Just for the sake of the protection of their situation, their lives, their wealth. So now we'll become Muslims so everything will be safe. They had not yet really truly become Muslims with their hearts. And some had become Muslim but they just came once and they went away, they were far away in the very distant areas, so they never got a chance to really learn, to really take any benefit. Upon Nabi Islam leaving the dunya, many of these tribes, far away, they all suddenly said, we no more now, are Muslim. They reneged from Islam. On the one side, Musaylam al Kazab, the false prophet, he had claimed Nubuad, he started now gaining these kind of followers, and these fitnas spread. <coughs> on the other side, the enemy is now eyeing Madinah Manovara with open eyes. Nabi Sam has left the dunya and the Muslims are going to be very vulnerable and this is the time now to really just pounce upon them once and for all and we'll get our work done. So, On the one hand, this danger and this risk is there that any time the enemy might pounce, and here, these people have reneged. Sayyidina Abu Bakr was appointed the Khalifa. He prepares the armies and he says these armies will march against these Murtaddin, these people who have reneged from Islam. They will have to now go and take care of this. Many Sahaba were of the opinion that no, this shouldn't happen now. Because if you're going to send all these thousands of Sahaba out, because there's so many fronts now. You're going to send these thousands of Sahaba out against these Murta din these people who have reneged. Madina Munawura is going to be left very very insecure. And these enemies are just waiting to pounce. So now this is not the time. So many Sahaba generally felt this, all the Sahaba generally felt this. To the extent of Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala he also initially felt the same. He initially felt the same that yes, this is not the time now to send all these thousands of Sahaba out. Rather they remain and fortify Madinah Munawara. So Abu Bakr was one out at that time. He's the Khalifa. He has this clear vision of what's going on. And when everybody was not ready, he said, I will go alone. And he even started walking. And at that time Allah ta'ala inspired Sayyidina Umar ta'ala, and he came and he said to him, shim Seifak, put your sword back into its sheath. We are with you, you commanders. That was a thought, but we are with you. But in any case, this was the scene at that time. But regarding this, Allah wa ta'ala had revealed this ayat already. That Ya amanu, Allah ta'ala is addressing the believers in general. While this was specific for that time as an incident, but the message is for people till Qiyamah. Ya O you who believe, Mayyartadda minkum an deeni. Whoever reneges are from his deen, he turns his back on his deen. Now, one was the reneging of that time. And which unfortunately still happens from time to time, Allah ta'ala forbid and save us. The people turn their backs on to deen itself. renege out of the fold of Islam. Many a time, while that, alhamdulillah, is not the case that a person has turned away from the fold of Islam. But there are many things of deen that we turn our backs on. Now this is not something that is applicable now in this time and age. I cannot bring this into my life. This is something very difficult for me. Whether it comes to the aspects of our social life, our businesses, our personal selves, anything in life. So Allah is saying, مَنْ يَرْتَدَّ fa Allah is giving the message, he said, look, Allah is not in need of anyone. Allah Ta'ala is independent. He is the Khaliq. Allah Ta'ala is not in need of any single person. Every person is in need of Allah Ta'ala. Ya ayyuhal nas, Antumul fuqara'u ilallah. Wallahu huwa al hamid. Allah Ta'ala says, "Oh, you people, Antumul fuqara'u ilallah. You are in need of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is independent. Allah Ta'ala doesn't need anybody. So Allah is saying, if you renege, who have you harmed? If a person says that, now this is too much for me, I am going. Who has he harmed? Has he taken anything away from Allah? Allah says, he will bring a nation in place of you. (laughs) يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمٍ يُحِبُّهُمْ They will love him and he will love them. This is a very deep lesson in here that on the one side Allah is talking about the murtad deen, those who have reneged, the rejecters of deen and on the other side Allah is talking about the ahle muhabbad and the message in this is that only those persons can truly be protected, can save themselves, can be safeguarded from this reneging and turning their backs on deen, who possess the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. And to the extent of that muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, to that extent they will be saved from turning their backs onto any part of deen also. And to the extent the person is devoid of muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, now there will be muhabbat and there will be this love of many things. There will be the love of the West. There will be the love of the ways of Yahud and Nasara. There will be the love of all kinds of things. And as a result, he'll have to tell, make a choice. There'll be many things, he'll be at a crossroads. What does he choose? But now the Muhammad and the love is of the West, so now he'll have to turn his back on deen. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, Allah Ta'ala will bring a nation, nation you're referring to people, whoever they may be. Whoever they may be. This is not something restricted to any nationality, any race, anything. Wherever they may be, Allah Ta'ala will bring people. So this hidayat is in Allah Ta'ala's hands. And that is why we have to keep asking and begging for this hidayat. And this hidayat is such a thing Allah Ta'ala has made it necessary for us to ask. Every rakat of every salah we have to keep asking. Allah guide us to the straight path. So the Very crucial thing in this is this muhabbat, this love of Allah Ta'ala. To the extent this love of Allah Ta'ala has been created, to that extent everything else starts falling into place. This is a cycle. To the extent of Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat, to that extent a'mal will come into, into being. And to the extent that a person keeps doing a'mal, this will generate muhabbat. The thing is that this, he's struggling for who he's taking that mujahada for who, for Allah Taala. So when he's undertaking this mujahada for Allah Taala, Allah Taala in return then opens the heart to his, his heart and shows his muhabbat. And then Allah Taala speaks about the qualities of these people. That Allah Taala will bring them. What will be their qualities? Azilatan al-minnain, a'izzatan al-kafirin that these people will be very humble with the believers, very soft, very humble with the believers. This humility, this tawazu, this is what has always taken people forward, this is what has always taken people ahead. And the degree of tawazu that a person had adopted, Allah Ta'ala elevated him accordingly. only. Junaid Baghdadi, rahmatullahi wala, we've discussed this incident many times, that he was a wrestler. This was his life, very free life, not committed to deen. And he was the champion wrestler of the king. And one day, again, this challenge was put out, who will challenge Junaid Baghdadi. Now, this was obviously something on that level. And one old man, he came and took up the challenge. I will challenge him. So everybody made a joke of it. That this old man, he's going to challenge Junaid Baghdadi, champion wrestler of the time. So any case, they thought well, it would be some fun for us. Fine. The king is present. Everybody is present. Junaid Baghdadi is the person who has the status and honor and position in the sight of people in terms of dunya. And now finally the time comes for this match. And Initially now both are just doing their little showing their antics and in that time this old man comes close to him and he whispers something in his ear very very quickly and very quietly. Nobody else hears what he's saying and he quickly whispers to him and says to him that the issue is that I have no chance against you. You know that, I know that. There is no way I can ever challenge you. But the thing is that my family is starving and I am a Sayyid. I am from the progeny of Rasulullah sallallahu And if today you can just sacrifice your honor, I will get this big prize money. I will be able to feed my family. Now the issue that somebody might think about is that why did this person have to come through all this? Why did he come to this route to get something? I went and asked somebody something. But Allah Ta'ala sometimes brings about these opportunities. Now this was an opportunity for Juraid Baghdadi. Now this opportunity presented itself. Which way do you go now? Allah Ta'ala put it in this person's heart to try this out. That you take up the challenge and you go and you do this. And maybe you might just come away with something big. So now he felt this is how he'll make something big quickly. But this was Allah Ta'ala's system of creating this opportunity. But now it's his choice. Many a times we will get these kind of challenges, which are actually opportunities. On the one hand, a person can really make it with the right choice. He makes the right choice at that time, which is a very hard choice often. A very difficult choice sometimes. And the greater the difficulty in that choice, the bigger the opportunity it is also. Now if he makes the right choice, he can really just go, Allah knows best what levels he can fly to in a moment. And he loses that opportunity, he makes the wrong choice, that can be equally dangerous also. can drop him so far. Now this became his opportunity. In the midst of all this gathering, person of this fame and respect among people, respect of dunya, but nevertheless he was held in that esteem. And then now he must suffer this defeat at the hands of this old man who can't walk properly. That is like adding insult to injury. Now in all this, he accepted to adopt Tawazu. This was the key issue that was required now. To humble himself. To allow all this to happen to him. To allow himself to be defeated. Allow himself to be downtrodden. And then he'll get laughed at by so many people. How many people will mock and jeer at him? They'll pass all kinds of comments. Oh, this would have raced through his mind. What not will take place here now? But, at that time was his choice. Do I give preference to the family of Nabi Wasallam or to my honor? Do I give preference to feeding the household and the <coughs> progeny of Nabi Wasallam, or to my fame and to my respect among people and to this material wealth that I will get he finally made the right choice, he made the right choice and after just pretending to be now trying to fight this person, he then drops to the ground and this person so to say puns him down which in reality was nothing and he wins the match and he takes the prize money and goes away and everybody is now stunned at this, what happened here? Now he made that choice at that time, that was an opportunity, he grabbed that opportunity. He goes home, and when he sleeps at night, he wakes up the next morning a different person. His heart had already changed. Allah put that muhabbat already in his heart, that yearning, that I need to go and find the people of Allah. He goes and seeks out the Ahlullah of the time, and his whole life takes a different turn. And in a short time, he becomes among the Imamul Awliya. The imam of the awliya of the time. Today, centuries have passed. We are taking his name with such respect and such honor. But where it came from? While on the one hand it was an opportunity. As opportunity comes in many ways. At that time now when the azan has started, that customer is walking in. Now this customer looks like a very big customer. By the time this customer is going to finish off, Imam sahab will say Asalam alaikum rahmatullah. Now that's a choice now. That's the time now, the person either what does he There's the an opportunity and a choice. Does he grab the opportunity that whatever it is, my Allah is called? I will turn to Allah. Allah. Now, it's a difficult choice at that time. But he made the right choice. Allah opened the doors for him. <coughs> And he made the wrong choice. And at that time, it might seem like, well, a lot came. But that lot came, Allah knows best what what it came with. What kind of bare barkati it brought. Something that's now going to drain the barkat. And what kind of situations this is going to create? Outwardly, it seemed like everything went very well. But in the long term, where is this going to finish off? That only time will tell. But the other aspect in this was that what made him make the right choice, there was that element of tawazu that was present. That element of humility that was present that enabled him to adopt and take the right choice. And if a person is devoid of that humility, that's the last thing he can think of. I must now be humiliated in this way for this old man. He can be anybody. Why should I bother? His business. He wants charity, he must come see me at home. Whatever some explanation we'll give ourselves that this is now not the place and time for this person to come here, he must come somewhere else. But the person who is bestowed with this very great quality of tawazu, of humility, then he makes a choice differently, he thinks differently. He is not there to try and impose himself on anyone. Time shows authority anyway. Time shows superiority. All these things are far away from him. So Allah Ta'ala is speaking about these people who Allah will bring who have this quality of Muhabbat. yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbuna One of these special qualities, There's only a few things mentioned about these people. One of the chief things Allah Ta'ala mentions about them Azillatin al mu'mineen. They are very, very humble with the believers. And a'izzatin ala al kafirin. They are firm against the disbelievers. We are living in a country where we are under a treaty. We have to respect everybody's rights. We will have to treat, and we will. Islam teaches us to treat everybody with justice. Let alone justice, to treat everybody with kindness, with compassion. You will feed anybody who is hungry. We will clothe anyone who doesn't have clothes to wear. This is our deen. To the extent that let alone insan, a person feeds an animal, also he will be rewarded. What about insan? But together with that, there is a very fine line, which we will never cross. Actually a very clear line. And that clear line is the path of deen, the line of deen. That is part of our deen to be kind, to be compassionate to one and all, <coughs> across the board without any distinction. But we will not compromise in our principles of deen, in our way of life, in what Allah Ta'ala has given us, what Nabi Salasim has taught us, we will not compromise on that. That is our way. Without compromising that, we will be kind and compassionate to one and all, we will be just to everybody. Allah Ta'ala is saying, firm against the disbelievers, meaning firm against their ways in our context. We will not adopt their ways. We will not submit ourselves to their way of life. No. And then Allah Ta'ala says, we yakhafuna strive in the path of Allah Ta'ala. In uplifting the deen of Allah Ta'ala. And they don't fear the rebuke of anyone. Many a times a person when he takes the positive step towards Deen, unfortunately sometimes, even people close, near and dear, they start becoming obstacles. Somebody will say something, somebody will make some comment, somebody will... But all these things, whatever it might be, person who is on that path to reach Allah Ta'ala, He'll do what is right. He won't make a create a fight with anybody. He'll carry on doing what is right. And he will not worry about the rebuke of somebody who's rebuking him because of him adopting deen. He's adopting deen that is causing pain to somebody. He won't worry about that. He'll worry about the first relationship to worry about is the relationship with Allah. Allah. And maintaining the relationship with Allah Ta'ala, then a person within that limit will maintain other relationships to the best of his ability. But he will not maintain relationships at the expense of breaking his relationship with Allah Ta'ala. That's not possible. يَخَافُونَ And those who undertake this Allah Ta'ala say Zalika اللَّهُ This is the grace of Allah Ta'ala. Somebody then blessed with this, is blessed with that muhabbad. Blessed with that tawazu, he has that firmness in deen, and he's hearing the comments, he's hearing the negative things that are being said, whatever else he's carrying on, he's hearing everything, no problem. But he is not worried about that. This person who is blessed with this, Allah Ta'ala's special grace, this is, He grants it to whom He wishes. And Allah Ta'ala has a system, the person who turns to Allah Ta'ala for it, Allah Ta'ala gives it to him. Allahu Asi'un Ali. Allah Ta'ala is all-encompassing and all-knowing. So this is the lesson that we have to imbibe, we have to take, that to the extent that we will develop this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, and this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala is mentioned that this is developed by Amal, in particular the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif is among the very big a'mal that generate the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. And in particular, reciting the Qur'an Sharif with tadabbur, pondering. Now there might be some portions of the Qur'an Sharif that we are familiar with the message of it, the meaning of it. That portion we recite. Tilawat should carry on the entire Qur'an Sharif. But some portion of the Qur'an Sharif that we know the meaning of, the last few surahs, etc. Time to time, daily, once a day. They are reciting that with tadabbur, with pondering. This is something that develops and generates the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. The zikr of Allah Ta'ala, with muhabbat, like a person taking the name of somebody he is very very fond of, very attached, that taking that name also already gives him a certain sweetness. That's making him feel happy taking that name alone. So this is the name of Allah Ta'ala. So a lot of muhabbat taking the name of Allah Ta'ala. This constancy on the zikr. Undertaking mujahada and sacrifice for Allah Ta'ala. This all develops, this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. And to the extent this muhabbat develops, to that extent undertaking these sacrifices for Allah Ta'ala becomes easier. And then becomes even enjoyable and pleasurable. So this is the path that we have to continue on. We have to keep treading this path of muhabbat and this is the safeguard against irtidad. To the extent that a person has developed this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, to that extent this is the protection from irtidad at any level. And this will develop this tawazul. And make a person firm in deen. Allah wa Ta'ala give us the tawfeeq. Allah Ta'ala make us among the people of muhabbat. لا
0: إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله فأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم لنا أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله <تصفيق> La ilaha illallah La La ilaha illallah La Nine illallah. La the illallah. La in illallah. La aha illallah. La Nine illallah. La illallah. La illallah. Na ilaha illallah Na ilaaha illallah Na ilaaha illallah Na ilaaha illallah Na illallah Na illallah Na illallah La na illallah na illallah na na illallah محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم دل میرا ہو جا ایک میدان ہوں تو ہی تو ہوں تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھوں جیدر और मेरे तन में बजाए आबोगल दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल नफ़सों शैतान दोनों ने मिलकर हाई किया है मुझको तबाह ए मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूँ मैं तेरी पनाह मुड़सा ख़ल्क में कोई नहीं गो बद किरदार تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بستا دم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ Nine a illallah La nine nine in nine in La nine in in nine in Inna the illa 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 in the illa 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 the illa la محمد الرسول <سؤال> الله صلى الله <سؤال> تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم. الله الله جل جلاله عمن وانه. محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم.
1: الله لك الحمد. الله لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك.جزا الله علينا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله. ربنا علمنا أنفسنا. ولبنا أنفسنا. وَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِنْ لَمْ تغفر لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ رَبِّ اخْفِر وَارْحَمْ عفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت العز الاكرم اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم اطي نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير من زكاها انت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لاحسن الاخلاق لا يهدي لاحسنها الا انت واصرف عنا سيئها La yasrifu anna sayyaha illa an ilahul ya Allah Ya Allah, most merciful Allah, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah Ya Allah forgive us, Ya Allah, Ya Allah forgive us, Ya Allah, Ya Allah forgive us out of Your mercy and grace, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Your forgiveness is for sinners, Ya Allah. Allah, indeed, we are the worst sinners walking on the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Anbiyaa, all Your Na'mats and bounties, Ya Allah. Every second we are using, Ya Allah. Every second we are benefiting, Ya Allah. Every second we are, Ya Allah, eating Your nasures, Ya Allah. We are breathing Your air, Ya Allah. We are walking on Your earth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, You are showering down the rains for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, You are causing the vegetation. To grow for us, Ya Allah. alamin. the animals you have created for our nourishment, Ya Allah. All I mean everything around us, Ya Allah, you created for our benefit, Allah. Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we were supposed to have totally submitted ourselves to you alone, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, how ungrateful we have been, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we became the slaves of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. In whichever direction our nafs dragged us, we went, Ya Allah. In whichever side nafs рис- tempted us, Ya Allah, we ran in that direction, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, in whichever side Shaitan pulled us, Ya Allah, we just went along, Ya Allah. Forgive this terrible injustice of ours, Ya Allah. Forgive this great crime of ours, Ya Allah. We deeply regret what we have done, Ya Allah. Whatever we are, we are your servants, Ya Allah. Out of your grace, we have never bowed down in front of any tree, now Ya Allah. We do not bow down in front of any cow, Ya Allah. We bow to you alone, Ya Allah. We are your servants alone, Ya Allah. We have no other door but yours, Ya Allah. Allah, door can go to any other door, Ya Allah. But we are only yours, Ya Allah. We have only your door to knock at, Ya Allah. Open your door for us, ya Allah. Allah, you forgive us, ya Allah. Show your bakhfet upon us, ya Allah. Show your rahmat upon us, ya Allah. Allah, make us your true and obedient servants, ya Allah. Allah, do not send us empty-handed, ya Allah. Allah, do not send us empty-handed, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin we are very weak, ya Allah. We are indeed very, very weak, ya Allah. Allah, without your help we can get nowhere, Allah. Allah, without your special grace we cannot be saved, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin you show down your bakhfet upon us, ya Allah. Show down your rahmat upon us, ya Allah. Show down your faza upon us. Us, <laughs> Allah, Ilahul Aalimi, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah, Ilahul Aalimi, make us your special servants, Ya Allah. Allah, make us among the onlyay muttaqin, Ya Allah, Ilahul Aalimi. Grant us the nisbat of the onlyay siddiqin, Ya Allah, Ilahul Aalimi, Ya Allah. grant us taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of tawazu Ya Allah. Grant us the Allah khushiyat and inabati, Allah, Ilahul Aalimi, Ya Allah. Grant us the ittiba of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi sallam. Grant us the true love of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi sallam. Grant us the love of his mubarak way of life. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, save us from the ways of Yahud and Nasara. Ya Allah, Ilahul Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them Shifai kamila, adila, mustamirra da'ima. Allah remove every trace of their illnesses. Ya Allah, Allah'a, all those who are in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it. Ya Allah, Ilahul those who are ill, those who are in hospitals, Ya Allah, give them complete Afiyat Ya Allah, Allah remove every trace of the illness. Ya Allah, Allah grant them complete sihat and Afiyat Ya Allah, Ilahul Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, fill their qabs with nur. Ya Allah, make them complete maqfarat. Ya Allah. Raise the stages in the Akhirat, Ya Allah. Bilahul <laughs> Alameen, at the time of our death, take us with the Kadim Allah, Ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. <laughs> Allah take us on e kamil, Ya Allah. <laughs> Allah take us on Tobat and Nasu, Ya Allah. Allah take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. <laughs> Allah save us from death in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. <laughs> Allah save us from death in a place of sin, Ya Allah. Save us from ever going to places of sin, Ya Allah. Save us from ever being in environments of sin, Ya Allah. <---aneyat> Ilahul Allah. Allah give us a true understanding of Deen. Yeah Allah. Allah, alemin, of Allah give us a true understanding of Deen. Allah. Ilahul Aalamiyni grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Wasallam Allah give us jannah for those without any reckoning. Allah. Yeah Alamin Ya Allah. Allah all those in any kind of difficulties and hardships remove it with ease. Yeah Allah. Ilahul ALAMEEN give barakah in each one's rizq. Yeah Allah. Allah grant us all halal and tayyib rizq. Yeah Allah. Grant us abundant halal and tayyib rizq that is filled with barakah. Allah. Ilahul Aalamiyni save us from every drop and every grain. Haram, Ya Allah. All those in any kind of anxieties, depression, worries, stress, tension, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with happiness, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of communities, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, all those who have raised their hands to this dua. Ya Allah, you don't know of each one's needs, Ya Allah Fulfill each one's needs from the ghaib, Ya Allah Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Allah Ya Allah, all those who ask us to make dua for them Ya Allah, grant them the best of the dunya and in akhirat, Ya Allah Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah Fulfill all their pious aspirations, Ya Allah Allah, inna, nas'aluka min khayri ma s'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min shari masta'adaka min hunabiyuka وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا تقبل منا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله واسحابه الجمعين والحمد لله